Hi, this is Tony, the host of the Flix X-Ray podcast. Each week, I am joined by guests. Hello. Yo. Why, hello there. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. And we have a roundtable discussion where we dig deep and X-Ray a bunch of our favorite films and some really terrible ones, too. We really like to go back and take a look at films that may be forgotten, maybe in the past, and still lovable films. If you want, you can follow us on all the major platforms, iTunes, Google, Stitcher. If you want to find out more, you can find us online at www.flixxray.com. And you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you want to reach out to us. Good night, Internet. There's no earthly way of knowing, knowing. which direction they are going. going. There's no knowing where they're rowing. Or which way the river's flowing? Flowing. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane a blowing? Wait a minute. Haley, is this a kid's movie? Possibly. A lot of children do go missing in it, though. I'm pretty sure this is a horror movie. Maybe. Is that why it's in Shocktober? I think so. We watch Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. You know what that means. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. Tear me apart, Lisa! We took out of a building! Yes, it was very exciting. Tomorrow we go to the zoo. I love you! That's all I needed to hear. Just want to add a bitch right there. <laughs> 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 bitch! <laughs> Look, I'm Lizzo. Please don't cut that part out. <laughs> bitch! <laughs> Hi, welcome to Rector's Bagel Basket. Where's the flute solo? <laughs> That's going to be the intro of the Hi, Welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. Hi, Welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Curlin, and with me is my wife. Yes. And you wanted someone very special I on did. this episode. Do you want to introduce him? David! Mr. David Allen Prescott. Hello. Hi. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting us re-record again after we screwed up the first time. Oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> so we did Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. For we, we could have easily done House with the Clock in as well for Shocktober. I think we're going to do this every year now because we did it with Casper last year. Yeah. Picking a kid's movie that is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little boy dies. Yeah. Now we up the game from one dead child to, to four. Yes. <laughs> so do you guys want to talk about your relationship with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Um, I'm pretty sure I had a first edition or second edition version of this book tucked away in my bookshelf. What about uh, the movie? It was the, the cover was in very poor shape, though, so I, I couldn't say. Um, I think I did rent this movie a lot, but I think this actually might have been one of the few movies that we did own on VHS. This was always on ABC Family all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
like they would show this in Blazing Saddles, which one is G, which is this one, and then the other one was hard R. Yeah. Uh, so ABC really liked Gene Wilder. That's what you're yes. saying. Yes, they did. Because uh, they they showed this during both the 31 days of uh, of Halloween and the 25 days of Christmas. <laughs> Willy Wonka? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they don't have a whole lot of titles for either of those marathons. No. Wait, did you just say they showed Willy Wonka in like the Christmas movie oh, yeah. circuit? Uh-huh. Oh, they show like Willy Wonka and Harry Potter and... They have no other Christmas titles. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Do they have like the Rankin Bass mm-hmm. puppet things too? Yeah. Yes, those are good. Those are good. I didn't see Rudolph until I was 23. I never watched How it. How dare you? How dare you not know you? all things Christmas, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> huh, I wonder why. Growing up, all I really watched at the holiday times was the Rugrats Hanukkah special. Uh. That's all I had. They had a Hanukkah special? Yeah, oh, it was, it was great. fucked up. Oh. oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know any better. Well, the, it, the grandparents always mm-hmm. creeped me out because Tommy's grandparents looked exactly like every Jewish grandparent that I knew. Yeah. <laughs> they looked like every Bubby and Zane. And they yes. were designed that way. Yes. But the funny thing is his grandpa was designed to look like Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yes. Oh, he does look like... Yeah, that's does. a deep cut right there. Right back to the topic at hand. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of which, we need to do the Blockbuster rule, a.k.a. the TV Guide rule, a.k.a. the John Curland rule, because as you all know, my dad does not know how to do a synopsis of a movie and did the entire episode of his synopsis. So <laughs> we created this rule in a paragraph. You are at a blockbuster video. You are going through the children's aisle or the horror aisle. <laughs> and what does the back of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory say to get you to rent it? Nefarious candy addict murders multiple children in order to find the heir to his diabetes factory. (laughs) So funny. So true. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so the thing about this movie is how creepy it is for multiple reasons. But also, there's a lot of weird shit. Like, the movie opens up when Charlie looks at the kid's in the the candy shop like he's uh-huh. well that comes after what happens before that lots of chocolate oh, yeah you're missing one of the main <laughs> like songs in the movie the song that opens up the movie in fact the fanfare for the chocolate bean no no not the fanfare that, um, before we see sad charlie we yeah we I'm, get, I'm getting there uh, we get the 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 crazy other candy man in this movie. Yeah, yeah, the candy man. <laughs> With the bees and the, oh, different movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not Tony Todd. <laughs> and not Dean Coral. Well, the weird thing is that the candy man was offered to Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. And he turned it down, or he wanted it, and the director, Mel Stewart, is like, no. No, and I, he did record that song. Yeah, after. Yeah. Who can take a rainbow? <laughs> How scary would have that been? And been like, hey, cats, <laughs> let me tell you about Mr. Willy Wonka. <laughs> it's I, terrifying now. <laughs> I, I, I think it'd be less creepy if it was Sammy Davis Jr. than the guy that they actually yeah, had. Yeah, this guy is terrifying. <laughs> Don't, why, why would you ask why he does a certain thing? 
you, you don't ask why the sun shines or why I murdered my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he looks... Do you remember in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? This guy looks like the child the catcher. The child snatcher, before yes. Before he became the child snatcher. Right. Like not... Is it the same actor? Like, like, like just out of college child snatcher. <laughs> yeah. Like hasn't quite headed down that road yeah, yet. Yeah, I think like, this guy passed needs- college... Well, he's just out of GED. Business goes bad and he has to resort to ever more extreme ways, a.k.a. big butterfly net, to catch the children. I like this. I think that these movies need to be linked. I I agree. This is it's a shared universe. mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. the MCU. (laughs) Yeah. Which is weird because Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is Disney. Oh. And it's Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Dick I think Dick Van Dyke was one of the original people offered the role of Willy Wonka. Was he? But he would have been, been way weird. too nice. Yeah. Yeah. The weird, the, the thing that makes this movie scary is or creepy is the fact that Roald Dahl wrote these really dark comical stories and they are played completely straight in this film. They so really, that they that's are what's just so creepy scary. about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, uh, so the weird thing is that of all of the movies that were turned into films by Roald Dahl, this is like, everyone loves this one the most. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is one of the weaker ones. I think Matilda and Fantastic Mr. Fox, and even though I hated it as a child, The Witches, I think, oh, I loved the yeah. witches. I think if you're a fan Not of... Not the witches. <laughs> if you read the book first and then you watch this movie, you'd be like, what is this? Yeah. Like, you could still enjoy it. Yeah, there's but no it would way be I watched like, This it. is not... There's no way I read the book first. Because he hated it. Roald Dahl hated oh, yeah. this film. He also hated children, I believe, didn't he? Yes. Or maybe that was he, Dr. Seuss I'm thinking of. They all hated kids. <laughs> they all hated them. <laughs> Walt Disney. Yeah. Hated kids. <laughs> Hated Nazis. <laughs> Why do you think Disney killed all their parents? <laughs> Tarzan, your parents are dead. Snow White, your parents are dead. Cinderella, your dad's dead. <laughs> Everybody's dead. But you know what? Everyone loves an orphan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why is he like the godfather? They're dead. I want them all <laughs> fucking dead. And speaking of lack of parents, I believe Charlie has a dad in the books. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah. yeah so why is it a single mom in the film? So she can sing that awful to fucking make it more song American. that you yeah. love? I love it that song. Her, it make, when she's making her laundry soup, it just makes her it, ever more sad. I always was really intrigued by that laundry soup. Cheer up, Charlie. Give me a smile. What happened to that smile I used to know? Don't you know your grin has always been my sunshine let that sunshine show i also love the fact that grandpa joe can clearly walk and they alluded to it many times that he can walk and he's been walking and no one knows <laughs> because who the fuck bought the candy bar right There's right no- for his birthday well, for his birthday, it was the mom. But I mean, like, the secret candy bar where he's like, hey, I... I took my tobacco money and I got you this. I got something under these sheets for you. <laughs> also, Not again, you Grandpa think, Joe. You'd think tobacco would be a little bit more expensive than chocolate, but I could be wrong. I don't know what time period this is. Yeah, it could be the chocolate rationing. <laughs> also, the cocoa 
uh, beans that they show at the beginning of the movie, the ones that are falling down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Those are clearly coffee beans. Oh, like they're very <laughs> much coffee beans <laughs> falling out of the sack of coffee. I just imagine the producer being like, hey, Mel, shouldn't we reshoot that with cocoa beans? Nope. It's a print. <laughs> I got that stock footage. And I'm There's a lot not of, getting like, any more. The opening is just stock footage. I feel like they like they got some guy to go into like candy companies and like <laughs> yeah. film secretly and then they're like, Ah, oh, we got our opening. Yeah, that's that's what the- are you doing? Oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> and it's like dark and weird. Yeah. Well that those are clearly Cadbury that's Cadbury chocolate because they show a timeout bar, which was the wafer stuff, mm-hmm. which is my favorite candy bar that they discontinued. And then they have like the flake bar and they have the Smarties before they become Smarties. Like mm-hmm. they're in the Cadbury factory. Right. I just want to see like a guy in a bunny costume and be like, hey, what are you doing in here? <laughs> so wait, what's your favorite candy? My favorite candy now is a Twix bar. Okay. But my favorite discontinued candy was Cadbury's timeout bar. It was a cross between a Twix and a Kit Kat. Mm. What's your favorite candy, David? Oh... Um, What's your perfect Sunday? Can- <laughs> if you ask a 90-year-old man what his favorite candy is, it's usually going to be the same answer as mine. Boots. I love satellite wafers and licorice pipes are my favorite. <laughs> um, do you also like going to the park and playing with the ducks? <laughs> I do. I really, I just like all the things that everybody is like, oh, is that candy? And I'm like, more for me. But what sucks is that when you get that candy, it's usually horrendously stale because it's been around yeah, forever. Unfortunately, it's very rare that I get a nice fresh licorice pipe. <laughs> and we'll take you to Rockport, and you can get a fresh. <laughs> no, just take him like into one of those uh, um, nursing homes where they hand out candy. Oh, and the sugar buttons on the yeah. paper. I love those. <laughs> Daily. Good and plenties. I know. Sugar I buttons. Can't. Yeah, the sugar buttons, I can't stand. Visually, they're very pretty, but. You don't like sugar buttons. No, no, I don't like sugar buttons. Um, that sounds very sexual. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Why don't you like my sugar buttons? <laughs> <laughs> no one likes my sugar buttons. Um, I, I can't stand the candy man. Not the Willy Wonka candy man. The um, yeah, the child catcher. Yeah, we've already chi- established. <laughs> I can't stand him. I cannot stand him. They're but he gives out free candy, Scott. Except to the poor kids, they have to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> those other kids—they got a tab going. Um, Their rich parents come in later and they pay for it. Damn it, Jimmy, you're running up <laughs> the bill. So I've only got so much money left, and you're spending it all on candy. <laughs> Yeah, but like he's handing out free free candy and singing, no, the candy man can't cause he mixes it with love and please don't tell your parents. <laughs> it's creepy that he's handing out like candy to these children. But then there's Charlie looking like, oh, I can't afford candy. Just fucking go in there. Yeah. Right, everybody's getting candy for free, Charlie. Yeah. You just like, just like crawl on the floor. You're bound to like <laughs> get a few. Just roll around and something will stick to your cardigan. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's life is the saddest thing in the world. It is. No one likes him. His The only person who likes him his, is his Eric Idle teacher. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Have we established that nobody likes him? Just if you look at how he presents himself, he looks like just such a schlub. Well, I mean, like, when you're living off of cabbage <laughs> soup 
<laughs> How dare that poor kid dress so poorly? <laughs> Although maybe it's because whenever he throws uh, the newspaper in the morning, it just is always hitting people. Because I swear, this kid, the way this kid chucks the newspaper... They like, all hate Somebody him. has lost an eye. And also, his pay for the newspaper, he got like, what, 50 cents for back then? For like, it's supposed to take place in the 70s, right? It's supposed I to be don't them. understand what it's supposed it's to be. It's very anachronistic. It we looks don't know very what the 70s, but who knows? Yeah, but he would be taking home a dollar per pay period. He wouldn't be like, if so, Mr. Werner Herzog, who is. Like, I look like <laughs> Go home, Charlie. <laughs> Run in the streets like a child in the dreams of a nightmare. <laughs> no, but like his boss is clearly ripping him off. Here you go. Here's your pay. 50 cents. Thanks, because I don't know how money works. No, no, <laughs> you know, you missed the part where he was about to hand him a dollar and then he goes, oh, no, wait, sorry. You have to be poor for the sake of this movie. Here you go. 50 cents. <laughs> um, I do have a fun fact about the movie, and it's not fun when I tell you. It's actually quite de- depressing. Aww. The guy who played Grandpa George, uh-huh. Yes. the reason why he doesn't really look anywhere, apparently, according to Sm- Mel- Smell Stewart. Mel- was he going... He was blind. Oh, he was, he was blind? blind. And Mel well, he had ha- those super thick glasses on. <laughs> Mel, Mel had to create basically what is now a laser pointer <laughs> and shine it where the guy had to look. Oh, my God. <laughs> look like, over here. Like he's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And now I'm picturing like the cat version of him just like pawing uh, the walls. He's uh, uh, over here. And Grandpa George was played by Old Man Buttons. <laughs> I just am freaked out by the fact that he married a woman named Georgina. And also uh, Josephine and Joe. Like, right. What is going on, what guys? What type of narcissist? <laughs> they just married their siblings. I like her, but like she's missing something. Well, English we never, family. We never she's find missing out. something. She doesn't quite have my name. <laughs> And we never found out what Charlie's mom's name was. How much do you want to bet her name is Charlene? I thought her name was Charlene. Is that her her name? name wasn't Charlene? Charlene Bucket. Charlene Bucket, Charlie Bucket. And it's just a family of narcissists. That's why they're poor. Also, the bread. I can't hire people with all the same name. You know what? Charlie's mom should have kicked Charlie's dad's parents out of that house. She's only responsible for her own. (laughs) Am I right? She cares too much. I was waiting. So when we see them in that that four-head bed, as I call it, it. first of all, where do you find that? Second of all, I, I really wanted like Charlie to like lift the blanket off and just all their legs just connected. Are connected. <laughs> like they're a hive mind. Like they're creepy. <laughs> oh Lord. And that's why they can't get out of that bed because be their great. skin has just fused together <laughs> into this horrible, horrible like like uh, centipede for a creature. Oh. Oh God, not a human centipede. They're a human centipede. <laughs> Ass to mouth. <laughs> Asked a foot, really. Charlie's dead father was some <laughs> creepy experimental scientist. What, what if... You like having one grandparent? How about having four in the same bed? <laughs> what, what if Charlie's dad was Willy Wonka? Oh. <laughs> twig. What and, a twig. Call M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Call M. Night Shyamalan because we got a twist. And I got to rearrange a reunion with my son, but in the most inconvenient and horrifying <laughs> way possible. I love I love um, 
when he goes home and he's like, is this all we have for food? Is fucking soup? Like, <laughs> it's like he's Mark Wahlberg. He's like, is this all we got? Mom, is this all we got? We got fucking soup? More fucking lettuce, Ma. I swear to God. God I gave you... Charlene. I gave you the money. Why don't you walk your ass to Market Basket? Pick yourself up some fucking, fucking sandwiches from the deli, Ma. Take the mass pike to the 495. Bang a Yui. Is it bad that this movie always makes me want cabbage soup? <laughs> I didn't even know. I, I look at it and I'm like, I could go for some of that. Well, I mean, you do enjoy the licorice pipes. <laughs> I do. I do. I, I'm, an, I'm like an English person in every way. Like, oh, a nice bland soup. Mm, sounds great. I mean, also, um, she, she... I'm not convinced that the cabbage soup is not the <laughs> the, the laundry soup. <laughs> She's just killing she, she just, at the end of the shift, she just scoops out, like, bowls of, of the water and just, like, sprinkles cabbage Gets in it. Gets all the clothes out. See, that's why they can't walk. Tosses a couple heads of cabbage in. That's why they can't walk. They're drinking lye. Yeah. It just hasn't gotten to Charlie yet. I, okay, so with the, when he takes out the bread... That bread looks so fucking fake. It does. Oh, it, I think it's it looks stage bread. Delicious. <laughs> it looks delicious, but it looks fake. Everybody I else mean, wants the candy in this movie. I want that cabbage soup and that bread. <laughs> Do you want the laundry soup too? Oh yes. I just okay. But you gotta eat it with a big spoon. Big giant spoon. It's the only And way. she's got a big giant fork. <laughs> She does. She's tossing it like it's salad. Good to pick it out with. Oh look, it's Grandpa Joe's underwear. We're gonna put that back in. Oh nasty. <laughs> that there's the seasoning. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> I love. I love when um he comes in. And he's like, "Is this your dinner?" And he's like, "It's yours too, motherfucker." Like, <laughs> yours too, Charlie. No, it's yours too, Charlie. Hey, did I tell you the story of how I killed your father? <laughs> you know that Grandpa Joe's the type of person who saw a lot of shit in the war. <laughs> I killed my best friend. It's your Grandpa George. That's why he can't see. <laughs> Mustard gas right to the face. <laughs> I, I love how... Well Honestly, I feel like there ha it has to be post-war in some respect because there's no real reason people should be getting this excited for candy. Right. They are searching for joy anywhere they yeah. can find it, and it just so happens to be this really reclusive candy maker. It does feel very post-war. <laughs> literally And like, why has he been closed? Yeah. Well, it's weird. Because of the war. No, he was probably the guy doing the chocolate, like uh, in Atelman, bite it. You have to bite it. Oh, God. You, oh, this just that took movie. a turn. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, Who played the bite it guy? It was Benedict Cumberbatch. Was it Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw that movie so long ago. I forgot that that was... I need to wipe that from my mind again <laughs> so I can go back to loving Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I have to give it to your sister. Oh. Oh. That's a line in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, speaking of creepy men, let's talk about the guy that Charlie encounters. Oh, the man with the knife. The knife salesman. <laughs> he, is he a janitor, a knife salesman? 
I think he's a like a rag and bones man, which is like a thing in England, but not a thing here. Yeah. Um, that they just sell random stuff, but usually it's not just a bunch of scissors and knives. He's just the town moyle. And when I was a kid, I first of all did not remember the cart looking like that. Like if you asked me to draw it based on memory, I remember like a big wooden cart with tons Much of things more hanging intricate. from it. Oh, His yeah. was like a shopping cart. With with like a secondary shelf, but I also don't remember it all being knives. I don't know what I thought it was. It was clearly all metal. <laughs> no one ever comes in. No one ever comes out. <laughs> I I just wanted him to lean over and be like, "Oh, kid, you want this? You can pay me money, or you can pay me in buttons." Hobo. <laughs> 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 Do you have an extra kidney by any chance? Yeah. Um. Want this day old tripe I got in this mason jar? <laughs> Charlie doesn't flinch. He's just like, okay, yeah. This yeah, makes he's sense. just this like, this might oh, as well guy. happen. <laughs> just another day. He he does. I mean, granted, we run into Slughorn later, but Charlie has a pension for running into creepy old people. Yeah, but yeah. he's fine with running into strangers, like. He's no, just, nobody told him about he's a strangers. Kid. Yeah, he he doesn't care about stranger danger at all. No, no, he's just a jackass child. His mom is so busy; she's a single parent making laundry soup all day. She does not have time to teach her kid about stranger danger. They are on their own. It's yeah. fe- it's you know, well, it's he, survival of the fittest. She's probably lost like eight children already. <laughs> he, he has to learn. Here's the last hope. He has to learn about life through Eric Idle, teacher man. <laughs> oh my God, that guy. That Whose guy. lines are hysterical. <clears throat> I've just decided to switch our Friday schedule to Monday, which means that the test we take each Friday on what we learn during the week will now take place on Monday before we've learned it. But since the day is Tuesday, it doesn't matter in the slightest. Pencils ready. But delivered in a way that they are bizarre. Both him and Mr. Salt were in Beatles movies. He was in Hard Day's Night and mm-hmm. Mr. Salt was in Help. I did like I paid no mind to anything the teacher said when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was just it was like literally like the Charlie Brown parents. Now I'm hearing it for the first time and it's like this guy is fucking funny. It's really funny. <laughs> like really well written dialogue. The test for him. we usually have on Friday, I'm going to push to Monday. So, Monday stuff it doesn't really matter because it's Tuesday. <laughs> Even though I, you haven't learned it yet, we're going to be taking the test on it anyway. Right. To just cut out the middleman, we're going to take the test on Monday. But it's Tuesday. So, anyway. But I should have been in Monty Python and now for something completely different. You can't know this already because that means I haven't taught it to you. And if I haven't taught it to you, I have, what am I doing with my life? I'm the teacher. You're the student. What if his story ended with him just? coming in with a bunch of sheets and lighting himself on fire. <laughs> and for my final trick... Well, the weird fact that he, like, has invented a wart remover. This is to combat HPV. <laughs> and the cure will be lost to time forever. How many bars did you open, Charlie? Two. Two hundred. No, just two. Two? He's like... Furious. Yeah, I was. I was saying. You well, loser. We like, Wait, let's do our best impression of that teacher in that moment. Go on, Dave. You first. <laughs> two. You open two. Well, I can't figure out two. <laughs> two. I can't figure out two. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go with two hundred. 
Now, if you did 200, you'd be really sick, but you're poor and your mom makes laundry soup. Anyone want to see me penis? <laughs> Two, I'll cut off finger up. I can't even get through it. I'm laughing so hard. Do you want me to hold it while you laugh? No, I'm good. Okay. It's just, uh, Two, I'll cut off finger out too. I still can't get through it. Anyway, moving on. That was delightful. <laughs> yeah, I think he should have been played by Russell Brand if they made this today. <laughs> Russell Brand or uh, Craig Ferguson. <laughs> oh, Craig Ferguson. Like, because he sounded like Mr. Wick. He did. Carrie. <laughs> I just, I love when he's like, okay, who the fuck is bothering my class? And there's this little boy who's like, Mr. Wonka is closing my that's exactly what he said, word for word. Like the, I, I could never understand that kid growing no. up. Yeah. <laughs> Class dismissed. <laughs> Class renault dismissed. <laughs> Translation, your wife, she died in an accident. <laughs> I don't know. Class is still on. <laughs> <laughs> she never loved me. The principal told me to why tell you, you. Why do you think I invented that wart remover? <laughs> Ah, oh, that's what I get for marrying a woman named Chlamydia. <laughs> Those exotic English names. Gemma, Poppy, Chlamydia. Diaria. Diaria. But I, lo I love how he doesn't care about his job, that he's willing to dismiss the kids so he can buy candy bars. Right. I love how crazy everybody gets for the candy bars. Like, they're, like just the news stories. Like... Uh, uh, you know, as good as this movie is, one thing I would say, a mark against it, would have to be, like, how involved they get with, like, the news stories. Like, we get the yes. guy in the therapy office. We get the guy inventing the robot that's <laughs> yes. going to predict where the candy bars are. We get, who else do the we The woman get? Who, whose husband is kidnapped and the ransom is her candy bars. <laughs> and she's like... See, How long before I have to give him an answer? Well, so so that woman, um, that scene is very 70s. Very 70s. Where it feels like it's a 1970s movie. Yeah. And then every, so like America feels like it's in the 70s and, and Quinn is like 19 question mark. Well, it's like a lot of film did not know how to make the period clear at all until the 21st century. I guess. But in Germany, <laughs> in Germany where Augustus Gloop lives. Oh yeah, when, right. when, when it's in Dusselheim. Everything it's, seemed it's, okay. Yeah, every <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad happened here, no, no. There were no weird flags. <laughs> All the mustaches looked very normal. Nothing happened here from 1939 <laughs> to 1945, I promise you. Everything is good here, yeah. We were on vacation. They're just eating. We were visiting our friends in Poland. Look, my sausage. <laughs> Lots of sausage and schnitzels. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a crazy story that I, I waited to tell you guys. So growing up, I went to a friend's sleepover and we were... Uh, divulging who our crushes were. One of my friends said Sarah Michelle Geller. Another, oh. I, I, of course, said Jenny Lewis. Um, mm -hmm. Another kid said Topanga. And one kid. I love how you said, of course, I said Jenny Lewis. Like, of course. Yes, yeah, as the Wizard episode, episode number 45. Um, 
And one kid said Augustus Gloop's mom. No way. What? <laughs> and everyone what? was. What? <laughs> and everyone like was. Like he was serious. Like he wasn't just it, pulling your legs. It was. It was the pit in the pendulum kid that I've told you about. Oh, the one who was like. It's tomorrow the pit now. And yeah. The pendulum kid. Okay, so at every sleepover, there was this one kid who was always invited. Yeah. And he was not wanted. <laughs> like it was his mom asking the birthday boy's mom, "Can he come to the sleepover?" Yeah. Um, but you said he had like he was one of those kids that had like much much older older parents. Yes, oh. like he, he was, was he was like a science experiment. He was a surprise. <laughs> he was a scientist. No, his parents were scientists. <laughs> oh. Anyways, he's the type of person when midnight would come around, he's like, "It's tomorrow now." Like oh. when, so so we're going around and we're like, oh yeah, uh, Topanga, um, Moesha or Monica. Moesha. Uh, oh, Brandy, Brandy. Um, and this kid's like a goose's. Clue. These are like '90s answers. They Britney are. Spears, Christina Aguilera, a goose's clue's mom. That's where the record scratch like comes in. <laughs> Just staring blankly, and like their blinks sound like little xylophone dings, like. <laughs> And he said she looked really hot in the later. <laughs> wow. So he no. had an explanation. See, that's when, like, even if you're serious, when you see that reaction, you're like, just kidding, guys. JK. I mean, you, guys you guys fell for that? You don't oh. double down and go, but the beautiful Bavarian clothing she was wearing. <laughs> she was voluptuous. Did you see her choke down that knockwurst? How could you possibly? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, like the, that's like the kid at the sleepover is like, I think Barbara Streisand is a knockout. <laughs> I just wanted to stick my face in between those alpine peaks. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> What? You, you never wanted to pretend like you were a goose that's got in the tube between her knockers? <laughs> hear me! Hear me! <laughs> like, uh, no one knew what to say after that. Of course not. And he's like, hey, can we watch Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory? And everyone's like, no! no. <laughs> we can fast forward to after Augustus is dead. <laughs> we're not watching you pop a tent in your sleeping bag, pal. <laughs> Can we only talk about this now? <laughs> hey, it's midnight. Don't you want to say the thing that you always say so we can move on and tell you to shut the fuck up? Uh, Come on, just say the thing, man. You made it weird. <laughs> yeah, that kid had a thing for a goose's clips. Wow. Mom. Ooh. <laughs> I'm trying oh, to think boy. of the weirdest people I've ever found attractive. I don't think it gets that weird. No. 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 I don't think I found anybody in did this anyone, movie attractive. Did anyone have a crush on cartoon character? Oh, of oh, course. yes. Cartoon animals? Yes. Are you talking about Bugs Bunny when he's dressed up <laughs> as a girl? <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> What? It's not him, right? <laughs> That's actually Robert Crumb, the animator of Fritz the Cat. That was based on him. He carried her around. Bugs Bunny dressed up as a girl, buddy. <laughs> it got him off. 
Oh. Oh, uh, my. No, but I, I just, I'm trying to justify, is it weird to have a crush on unconventional things? Should we be shaming no. this kid for having a crush on Augustus Clip's mom? No. I mean, the guy's got... Everybody a has thing. their kink, and yeah. his is a very uh, large woman in Lederhosen. He likes voluptuous Bavarian babes. Yeah. And I am sure that you can buy a magazine at a certain kind of store right off the shelf featuring those women. Yeah. So it's it can't be that weird. Or a video of just... <laughs> <laughs> or just like a video, like a montage video of just those women just milking different... <laughs> It's not sexual at all. It's just them working hard. Like twisting off sausages off the meat grinder. The real version of what Midsommar should have been. Pound out that schnitzel. So it took all of my strength to to not say right before he's going to bed, Augusta, sweetheart, go to sleep. I don't know, Scott. Did you have any uh, weird... uh, uh, who's your cartoon you, yeah, girl? Yeah, who's your cartoon? It's not weird, Princess Jasmine. Oh, well, oh yeah. no, yeah, yeah, any of the Disney princesses are fair game, I would yeah. say, right? And Jessica Rabbit, I mean, come on. Also Jessica Rabbit. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, my weird cartoon crush was Lola Bunny. Oh, no, I yeah, mean, yeah, too. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, is it weird? Because I totally had that, too. Well, no, no, I'm not saying it's weird. I, I like, I've heard that multiple times. she is anthropomorphic, times. though. She's yeah. actually an animal, unlike the other things. Well, it's like the, you haven't seen Booksmart, but she goes, let's go through your childhood crushes. Uh, first, it was the little white cat from the Aristocats. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I have a lot of friends who had a crush on Simba. Yep, Ooh. that makes sense. Uh, for me, it was uh, the Robin Hood fox. Oh yes, that Cadigan loves. He did not. My daughter loves the. <laughs> yeah, Robin Hood fox. It's funny because she actually saw like Robin Hood, like a book of Robin Hood, and goes, "Oh, look at that! It's just like Robin Hood, only he's not a fox." <laughs> like, yeah, okay, sure. Well, does she also likes Zootopia too. Oh, she loves Zootopia. She loves foxes okay. in general. Uh, getting to Augustus Gloop's family <laughs> now that we've talked about so a- we have Augustus Gloop we have his very hot mother apparently <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his sexy mama this mama Gloop be, this <laughs> his sex pot mama mother Gloop <laughs> that just sounds like the next lady rapper right. mama Gloop bitch <laughs> <laughs> bitch um we have we have Mike TV and his neurotic mother mm-hmm. who looks like like Barbara Streisand's less successful sister. <laughs> she is very weird yeah, looking and, and acting. I love it. She's it, she's a weirdo in this movie. But her name is so weird because I is it Dodie? D O D O. Is that Dodo? I think it's Dodie. 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 That's a weird. The only time I've ever heard that name is when when I used to read to the elderly in college <laughs> and he, they would tell me like made up stories of, of kids that they used to grow up with who have like weird names. Then there was Mushmouth and Dodie. <laughs> Mushmouth. <laughs> There's Dodie Eye. And Sassafras. Archie and our friend Veronica. And then there was Jughead and Reggie. <laughs> and um. Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> And then we have, so uh, 
Then there's, Ver, Ver, speaking of names, Veruca Salt. Yes, mm-hmm. which is a great band, by the way. I think Veruca is supposed to mean something. It's a wart. In England, it's the word they use for warts. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yes, they're mainly found not on your face. They're found on your feet and your genitals. <laughs> you know. Uh, the kind you get from the public shower. <laughs> well, see, Willy Wonka could use that wart remover that other guy yeah. came well, up with earlier. That was the thing about Roald Dahl is he would put in like really inappropriate stuff and no one would know it was inappropriate. Mm. <laughs> like Nobody over across the pond, right? Yes. <laughs> That's why all those parents were so upset when he would say Fanny and his stuff. <laughs> in America, we're like, oh, it's cute. And in London, they're like, he's a pervert. <laughs> But yeah, I love um, Violet Beauregard's dad. They're like, he is a governor and he is like a used car salesman. <laughs> right. So What are, a combo. What a combo. He also, They're just making fun of Americans at that point. All of their politicians are major liars. Well, the White House gets an entire thing of chocolate. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they predicted the future. That big old Wonka truck right in front of the White House. I'm not doing the impression again, guys. Okay. <laughs> that was for off mic. I'm just saying only an orange-haired president of, uh, you know, a certain, certain... persuasion. A certain persuasion would have a candy truck parked out in front of the White yeah, House. true. <laughs> oh, here's my McDonald's truck now, too. Reagan loved his jelly beans, though. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> they, they all had... All the presidents had weird kinks. I mean, <laughs> jelly beans are a kink. <laughs> Apparently, I you, love how you gin- were about to say candy, but your mind went to kink. <laughs> no, well, I, I went with kink because this isn't candy. Jimmy Carter used to have like jiffy, like peanut butter, driven up to the White House, like all, like. Well, a, he loved peanuts. Yeah, he was a peanut farmer. Yes, <laughs> peanut farmer, not penis farmer. <laughs> No, that was Mrs. Gloop. Oh! oh. <laughs> Buzzing. <laughs> Are you guys feeling that whiskey we had earlier? Yes. My cheeks feel warm. <laughs> no, I feel cozy. Great. <laughs> I, I just love when, when Charlie, this gets to cheer up Charlie, when they announce Violet as the third winner, mm-hmm. he goes to his mom, just a bitch, and he's like, he's like, hey, can I help you? Now let's listen to my problems. Yeah, literally, he's like, hey, you heard about those candy bars everyone's getting? Well, just so you know, I'm not getting one, so don't even ask. We're She's poor, like, Charlie. My hand skin is sloughing off into this tub of lye. I <laughs> I don't have time for your problems. What, what if she was like, Come here, Charlie. Let me give you a hug. She hugs Just him. Just holds it. his head under. <laughs> she, she pushes like, him into oh, the line. It's okay. It's all right. Shh, shh, shh. Charlie. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, I would always, I wouldn't like fast forward through the song, but I would walk out and like grab a snack. I love it. I love that song. I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a ballad. <laughs> I love a nice yeah, we, sad song. Yeah. Pure imagination. That's a sad song. That's true. It is, yeah. Is it sad? Yeah. If a you listen, bit. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he does sing it very wistfully. He does. As you he think slaps about his it. cane around. <laughs> as he slaps his weird cane around. <laughs> it, if if you look at it as you know him being the loner that we get more overt 
illustration of that in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that we don't get any of his history here. So it's it's a nice little moment where it's almost like I live in this world that is all these cool, wonderful things, but nobody else is like this. But like, if you wanted it to be, or as it could be, wink, Charlie. wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge, <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, <laughs> it's Candy Mountain. Oh, I was doing from uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Well, I was doing Charlie the Unicorn. There's okay? many weird ways of saying Charlie. Charlie, Charlie. bit me. <laughs> but, <laughs> Lots I, of strange Charlie. I, I love how all the parents are okay with with his um, with just bringing their children to this weird man who is known <laughs> as an eccentric billionaire. Right. That nobody's seen or heard from for a long time. It's yeah, definitely, sure it's, it's definitely one of the more memorable introductions in film. Although it also continues the film's theme of telling us that all invalids are liars. Isn't disability hysterical? <laughs> I, I love, I love when he comes out. I wish it was like a Howard Hughes thing. He comes out and he has like a giant beard and these really long nails. He's like, "Come on in, my chocolate factory. Don't worry about it. You like midgets because the house is filled with them." <laughs> Oh, my God. He's just oh. clickety-clacking his nails. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Mr. Wonger, we, we don't use the M word. We say little people or people of a short persuasion. Don't give me that woke bullshit. I'm Willy Wonka. I can do whatever I want. I take your children. <laughs> Gene Wilder came up with that moment with the cane. Yeah, but I was saying to you, he he twirls or somersaults mm-hmm. way too close to the gate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's just like he, he whacked into the gate and his head just split open? <laughs> Cracks open. Da, da, oh. da, and candy pours da, out. <laughs> and candy. And then the real Willy Wonka comes out and he's got a beard and long fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Gene Wilder was like, nobody's seen this guy forever, so what if I come out and everybody thinks that I'm this like sad old crippled guy? And then I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> and it really is like a hugely iconic moment. I used to perform it in my living room. I had a little, I had a dowel that I used as my cane and I could somersault back then. If I did that now, I'd fracture a vertebrae. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I tried doing the somersault when I was a kid, and I whacked into the coffee table, and I just he- heard from upstairs, "Scott, are you okay?" Yeah, it was a uh, it was the dog. <laughs> it was the dog. <laughs> I tried somersaulting recently. Don't ask why, but <laughs> oh. it did not go well. <laughs> I wouldn't have asked why. But what was this? I I don't know. I was probably like hanging out with one of my younger cousins, and they were, you know, playing on the grass or something. <laughs> but mm. like you know, I found myself. You know, about to somersault, and I'm like, nope, can't do that. Right. Not anymore. I mean, I used to do stage fighting, and I used to be able to do like the flip upside down. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, tried doing that recently, and I'm like, no, nah, I'll be paralyzed. Yeah. But he was 45 when he did that. So once so again, spry. he should he should have whacked into the <laughs> into the post. <laughs> I, th- I think he's dead. Go home, everyone. No one gets chocolate today. Willy Wonka's dead. 
the factory goes to his third cousin. <laughs> well, they they did on SNL. They did um. Uh, so I was telling you guys earlier they did the 2001 anniversary of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and they had Veruca Salt as a prostitute saying, Daddy, I want it now, and it was played by Drew Barrymore. Yep. But that same year when Al Gore hosted, they had Willy Wonka's um, brother played by Al Gore, who's like the accountant. He's like, Willie, you're in Chapter 4 bankruptcy. <laughs> Also, the smoke from your factories is polluting the environment. Stop buying all these coffee beans. That's not how chocolate is made. I, when they actually get in, I love how you and I were getting creeped out. You you weren't here. You were walking the dogs. Okay. Um, when he says, oh, Veruca, I love your fur. And I'm like, stop touching oh. a child. He puts his hand inside her fur coat right at breast level <laughs> and rubs his hand up and down. What? <laughs> yes. I totally forgot about that part. Yes. And then when he's like playing with Mike TV's hair. Oh, yes, yes. And then he plucks a hair and then that turns it into a funny moment. But yep. before that, it's you? just like... What did I tell you about that? He's seeding his garden. <laughs> yep. They are the they are the fertilizer. Child DNA is what gets this garden growing. Yep. Um, Music makers dream of dreams, guys. So, uh, if you had to guess what's in the small print of that contract, what what would you think it would be? I can kill you, and you can't do a fucking <laughs> thing about it. <laughs> We're well, not yeah. responsible for any. <laughs> Stretching of your body due to juicing. And <laughs> Augustus, I can bang your mom in the marshmallow room. <laughs> no sex in the marshmallow room. Should you find candy later in any of your orifices, please consult a doctor. Or juice. Or yeah, juice. Or juice. She gets turned into a blueberry. Yep. And if you uh, should, if should be, if you should be burned alive in an furnace, and everybody has to agree to drink the fizzy memory drinks <laughs> afterward. Yeah, just clear all that out of there. It's like the Men in Black pen. So, does anyone else look at that that candy room now? Like as a kid, it was like this fantastic thing, but now oh, I look adults, at it, I'm like it's so fucking dirty. It looks like. <laughs> It looks like the parts of Disney that they're slowly trying to move yeah, away yeah. from. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, don't go into the Hall of Presidents. That's gonna be a goofy movie. Yeah, tribute. It's not at all cohesive. Yeah, there are like things that look great and then things that look bizarre, and it's like that's paper mache. What's happening? The lollipops. I can see the line of the plastic now. Yeah. Yeah. It basically, it's the equivalent of going to Gettysburg. You don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to go into Willy Wonka's factory. Oh, but um, yeah, you see the the like just things that looked so delicious are no longer the mushroom, right? Yeah, mushroom and you can. Thing. Grandpa Joe's literally holding a candy cane that he must have pulled out of the ground, but they didn't use that shot. But you can see the weird pieces of plastic on the bottom of the candy cane. Oh, really? That it came out of the ground from. <laughs> and then he goes to bite it and they cut away. And like every time somebody goes to bite something that's not food, it then cuts away. And you're yeah. just like, Yeah, oh, that cabbage darn. soup's looking pretty good right, right? now. <laughs> you, know, you know, like he doesn't realize that it's not candy. And they're like, Jack, Jack, no, don't do it. Stop eating that. 
Well, when, when they it's did... It's not melting, guys. When they did the 20th anniversary, even though SNL made fun of it, they actually did show where the real people ended up. Mm -hmm. And if you watch ABC Family, they're like, yeah, I'm Peter Ostrom. I was Charlie, and then I gave up the industry, and now I'm a veterinarian. And I was watching it with my dad when I was like 12, and my dad just goes... I'm Jack Albertson. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I get my sense of humor from. Did Charlie have like the worst contract ever? He doesn't get any residuals from anything? Does he? Well, he wouldn't need to work at all if he... No, he probably, think? he probably does. But apparently, according to him, Peter Ostrom was like, yeah, I didn't want to make any other movies. Like they offered me some baseball movie, which apparently was the Bad News Bears. Oh. Yeah, imagine him and Jack Earl Haley's role. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear that kid swear. <laughs> say this. I'm not going to say that word. It begins with a C. Jesus <laughs> what, have you seen the Bad News Bears? Yes, I've seen both Bad News Bears. Yeah. Well, there's like six Bad News Bears. Well, before. I've seen two of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> there's one where they go to Tokyo. Oh. Yeah. Tony Curtis is in that one. Oh, Tony Curtis. Yeah, instead of Jack, uh, Walter Matthau. Oh, wow. God mm -hmm. damn you, kids. <laughs> Marvelous. So, yeah, they offered him, like, this giant contract with Warner Brothers to be in all these movies, and he's like, nah, I'm good. So I'm <laughs> guessing that it must have been such a nightmare making this making movie. Making this movie. I can see that. Well, like, there's so many scenes that, while they look good on film, or, like, they look funny or, like... Mm -hmm you know, over the top, like we discussed the the um, the foaming machine or whatever it's called, yeah. the the cart that runs on cola. Oh, yeah. And it foams, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. That would be so much fun. And you're like, yeah, it really smelled awful. Yeah, according to them, it, apparently it was like a combination of both soap and like potato shavings. Ugh. That must to have... thicken it up. Yeah, to make it like... Extra Ugh. foamy. But, like, as a kid, did you find any of, like, the candy? Like, if you could pick one candy from that room. Well, I wanted or to... Or from the movie in general. I wanted to be Willy Wonka, so I, I wanted the teacup. I wanted the teacups, too. So I thought I. those were... Those, I th <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Something about the, like, it's like I can pick it up and I can right. drink it and eat it. And well, even though we one can of us, see that it's made of time. wax. Well, only one of us can like that the most. So Russian roulette. Here we go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can see now that you're an adult that it's wax, but you hear that crunch and you just think that it's mm. like an ice cream cone. And you're yeah. just like, mm, mm. give me that ice cream cone teacup. What's in there? I also, I also wanted... Um, the mushroom The whipped cream With yeah. the whipped cream in it? Yeah You it's don't want the mushroom that had the weird jam in it? <laughs> that was a ball, right? Wasn't yeah, it was well, a ball Oh, was it a ball? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> leave, it to, leave it to England to create a A ball full of jam <laughs> Like the only other thing I can think of is Like the gummy bears looked good Like they the gigantic did. gummy well, bears But we have those now so. Right Well, I wanted the teacup So that I could dump out whatever was in there And just scoop up the chocolate river mm. Oh, yeah and but drink it away Yeah Then I and found then, out how dirty that river Yeah, and then was. you get a staph infection <laughs> And then you end up in the hospital And you die <laughs> I, I love when Augustus falls in, like before he falls in, the uh, Mrs. Gloop. Now I feel really dirty talking about Mrs. Gloop. Oh, no. Ooh. We're going to be talking about Mrs. Gloop for the rest of the podcast. All night long. All night long. All night. All night long. 
Yeah, I love when she's like, Agusta, sweetheart, stop drinking all of the water. And, and Wonka's like, my fucking river! <laughs> no! Stipping his fat, filthy hands in my chocolate. <laughs> That's a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he just he doesn't just uh, put his hands in and he gets sucked up the pipe, too. He does. Ooh. <laughs> I hate that scene. Is that like an analogy or a metaphor for being born? <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> you Out the chocolate chute? <laughs> That's not where they come from, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> what was your sex ed like? <laughs> we had a guy who just couldn't keep his pants up. It's not that he was a pervert. It's like he had a belt that was too loose. <laughs> what? I'll tell you off mic about my sex ed teacher. I don't know. <laughs> no. He what? had a real thing for Augustus Gloop's mom. <laughs> don't we all? Deep, deep down I'm developing one. <laughs> deep down inside, aren't we just all a, a kid at a sleepover? <laughs> Who's obsessed with the ghost's clips, mom? <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. In that kid's defense, his parents didn't let him watch, like, popular culture. Mm-hmm. And all he really. Well, had- yeah, they were old. So he watched, <laughs> right. like, all the, you know. And his mom looked just like Augustus Clip's mom. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's an edible complex. <laughs> Speaking of edibles. <laughs> <laughs> Bazing! <laughs> I, I love when they're on the the boat. Which that, is like another reason why this falls into Shocktober is because like, that scene is considered one of, well, not one of the scariest in film, but like a lot of people are scared of it. I was more scared of like the TV scene. Yeah, oh, I can see that where you're like breaking up into pieces. a million pieces and being rearranged and... I, I wish w- with that scene that as he's flying through the air, he comes back, but it's not quite right. Right. There's a leg up here yeah. instead of an arm. Yeah. Hi, he, mom he lifts, and dad. He lifts up one arm and there's like an ear there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just talking like this. I bit my tongue. Uh, your face is melting. And that's where they got the plot for Mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It's or just Mike Dennis. Um, I, I love when they're on the boat and um, only Charlie and his grandpa are the only two having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Is it because is it because they're poor? I think it's because they have the same craziness that Willy Wonka has, yeah. which I think is like the the whole film is very subtle in these cool things where. Charlie and Grandpa Joe think these things are fun, just like Willy Wonka does, whereas all these other people take everything too seriously. Well, we noticed that like, he's egging on Mike TV and Augustus and Veruca to do these bad things, mm-hmm. but when Charlie says something, he doesn't ignore him, he doesn't acknowledge it, Right. he just lets it be, mm-hmm. because he doesn't want them to do anything wrong. Because the other kids just want attention and like when Mike TV meets him he sticks his fake gun and he's like bam you're dead and he's like great to meet ya because <laughs> he's like keep on digging that grave Mike TV you suck but see that's what serial killers do But they find true. excuses that, that justify their behavior like 
oh, well, she insulted me, or oh, mm. she, you know, she was a whore. Like, there's a lot of she's, but <laughs> that statistically... was a whore. <laughs> what if this movie just ended with a van pulling up and like Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy came up? Come on, Willie, we're going to the meeting. <laughs> Hold on, guys. I got to give this child my factory. <laughs> um, but, like, because Willy Wonka doesn't egg on Charlie in any way and is sort of ambivalent toward him, he knows that Charlie's in it because he enjoys it and because he is genuinely attracted to this kind of whimsy and he's not in it for the TV or the gum or cause he's fat and just wants to eat everything. <laughs> it's or the greed. It's like each of those different things that could be a reason that somebody would want to run the factory that would make them run it into the ground. What what if this was like a Jacob's ladder scenario when when he finds the ticket and they're like crowding around him? What if someone just basically crushed him to death and like this fantasy of winning the factory is just in his head i've never seen that movie did you just ruin it for me you have like 30 years to see jacob's ladder <laughs> who's in that tim robbins oh, okay why did i think it was robin williams <laughs> i have no idea that's what dreams make up oh i've seen that movie it's <laughs> that beautiful sad movie i rented that from the blockbuster back in the day yeah so did i yeah <laughs> yeah I need to watch that again. That was like the beginning of CGI. Yeah, that that was actually one of the first movies that like we waited on the list to rent because it was in mm. such high demand. And the person who um, called us had a speech impediment. They had a cleft palate, and they're like, "Excuse me, your copy of Wet Dreams may come." <laughs> <laughs> Wet Robin dreams Williams make would have up. played a great uh, Willy Wonka. Which Ooh. is, he was alive in 2005. I wonder why they didn't cast him. I know Jim Carrey was one of the people in contention. Oh. The Rock wanted to play it too. Because he is sort of supposed to be a guy who's nearing retirement. Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense with Johnny Depp. Who looked very young. Christopher Walken was one of the people too. That would be terrifying. Charlie. <laughs> yeah. That would be on the other end There's of the no spectrum. There's no way of us of knowing. Which way the river's flowing? <laughs> is, is it raining? It, <laughs> is it snowing? Is a hurricane? Oh, I can't do that. Once. Why am I even trying? <laughs> a goose sound like a skexy. <laughs> <laughs> a goose. Where's your mom? <laughs> I want to bang her. <laughs> Augustus Gloop's mom is a piece of ass. <laughs> Willy Wonka just turns to everybody else in the ball. Does anybody else think that Augustus's mom is like really hot? <laughs> you just me? I don't know what happened there. Normally I'm okay at a Christopher Walken. That was not okay. Charlie, you, you know what happened to the man who got everything he wanted, right? Who lived happily ever after. Banging a goose's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Willy Wonka is just super attracted. <laughs> just obsessed with her from that moment on. There she is, bouncing around in the marshmallow room. <laughs> I wasn't even interested in Augustus. I really just wanted his mom. <laughs> She was supposed to get that chocolate bar. <laughs> what if that's what what this was? Willy Wonka was just trying to find a new wife. 
And he just got I'll really kill upset. Kill the children. <laughs> I don't want any children. Well, because in the book, it's Violet Beauregard's m- mom. Who yeah. It is. Yeah. And Mike TV's dad. They changed a lot for this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, some of it made sense. Some of it didn't. Mm-hmm. Mike TV. A lot of it was unnecessary. Like they didn't include that Grandpa Joe worked for Willy Wonka. That would have made more oh, sense. Yes, that's right. He worked in the factory I remember, ages ago. Like, this elaborate description from the book of like him talking about the candy that he used to make, and yeah. there was this one where, um, like it was this like it it was like this chocolate, this piece of chocolate that you would put on your tongue and it would melt into an egg, and then the egg. From the egg, w- like would a burst. chocolate bird, yes, a chocolate bird, and the chocolate bird would sing. Mm-hmm. There was also the gum that you could blow big bubbles. Yeah, and then the ice cream that would never melt. Listen, big bubbles is my boyfriend. You stay away. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna make another Augustus Loops mom joke. Oh, I did. That's what I call her. <laughs> big bubbles. <laughs> That's a stripper name. <laughs> and now, welcome to the stage, the Bavarian she, beauty, Big Bubbles. She, she, that's her thing. No. She blows bubbles. Some ladies got ping pongs. <laughs> She's got the bubbles. No, we all know her stripper name would be Knockhorse. <laughs> There's so many ways I expected this podcast to go, but I never thought. I was waiting to I tell. never thought. Like, throughout, throughout the whole movie, I was waiting to tell you guys that story. Like I, I was never. sitting there every time she came on, I was like, I gotta tell them, but no, I gotta wait till the podcast. I, I never thought it would just be about Augustus Gloop's mom. I, <laughs> I never. need to thank this young man <laughs> who gave us this inspiration. <laughs> Is he a Facebook friend? Because he'll be hearing. This. No. Oh, okay. Good. No. <laughs> good. 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 No. No. His parents are now extremely elderly. <laughs> He's very busy taking care of them. <laughs> Yeah, I'll leave it at that. I could have just said something really dark, and I didn't. Okay. <laughs> oh, you mean dark? Like, Mom, will you try on this later hose <laughs> No. <laughs> you know who you married. <laughs> anyway. You didn't, you didn't want to go there. I went there. <laughs> no, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I'll okay. save it for after the podcast. Okay. Okay. Anyways, I so when um, Violet takes the gum, mm-hmm. that scene itself, um, I always got uncomfortable because that room felt so dirty. That room was a mess. <laughs> I don't remember it, it being so dirty, but it was. There's like metal shavings on the floor. <laughs> yes. Like there's just clothes and corners everywhere. <laughs> it does not look in any way. Like this is a candy factory. It should look appetizing to some degree. Right. Right? It should not be well, that was just, just this. the invention room. They're just prototypes. Listen, I know... He feeds those ones to the Oompa <laughs> Well, there was something I noticed this time that I've never noticed in all the times I saw it. The exploding gum, or the exploding candy, mm-hmm. I never noticed that Mike TV takes it when they're talking. In the background, you see him... Oh. He puts it in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. I never noticed that until this viewing. I thought it was just something exploding in his face. Mm. Right. I never noticed him actually taking it this time. And then he opens his mouth at his mom and you see the smoke come from behind his head. Oh, I didn't know. Toward her. 
Uh, what if he did that and all of a sudden she picks him up and like his brain falls out <laughs> of the back of his head? She's like, oh no. What if like he became like addicted to that? Like that was his like first <laughs> That date. was his like cocaine. Give, give me yeah. more of that exploding candy, Wonka. <laughs> what a rush, come and on. because it's Wonka, it's like super strong. So now he's just like got the shake. Uh, he's got like tremors for the rest of his life. exploding candy. <laughs> He goes to Slughorn like, you need to make this shit now. You need to make it. I'm not really Slughorn. I'm his attorney. (laughs) Come on, man. I'm addicted. Pop Rocks, they don't do it for me anymore. So does Slughorn exist at all? I mean, so then why are all these kids like, oh, his big competitor, Slughorn, that we've never heard of? I've never eaten a Slughorn candy bar. And yet, because in Creepy Candyman workshop in the Candyman shop there's only Wonka bars. Right. Well, I think, no, because in the book there is a Slughorn and he is a competitor, but nobody has seen him either. So it's like you can just, you know, get any random guy off the... They could have got Knife Guy. I need to just read, I think is the thing. What if Knife Guy was Slughorn? (laughs) And and he's like, ah, a nice golden ticket there. You got Curly. Stab, 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 stab. (laughs) <laughs> and he pretends to be a little boy. He has like the curls and a giant lollipop. I'm Charlie Bucket. He's just hanging out outside the factory with a bunch of knives in case he gets a chance at Wonka. Hey kid, you ever heard of the magic bullet? <laughs> it's gonna be big. <laughs> Invest now while the iron is hot. I I love um when the the gum scene. Anytime someone does something they're not supposed to, when Wonka goes, "No, don't stop, please, don't do it." Oh yeah, police murder. Uh, Help. Oh no. It terrible. really reminds me of Debbie Jelinski from uh, uh, Adam's Family Values, where she gets out of the car and she's just like, "Help! Help! Help!" <laughs> Malibu Barbie. <laughs> That's not who I was. We'll I was there. a ballerina. Graceful, delicate. <laughs> Preview for Thanksgiving. People. I know, I know. Um, yes. We'll get there. So I love how he doesn't care when the kids kill themselves at all. He's like, that kid sucks. I don't care. Oh, uh, well, another one bites the dust. Well, am I right, Augustus Glyph's <laughs> Why am I still here? Why haven't you shown me to the fart room? Later, later, my liebchen. <laughs> <laughs> you brought me to another room and it just had a spinning bed on it. Yes, yes. Nothing but Bert Bacharach music was playing. This is my invention room, this is the fizzy soda room, and this is my red room of pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mrs. Gloop, do you know what a French tickler is? <laughs> Hey, he does speak a lot of German in this. He, d- he speaks he a lot of weird languages. Himself. Oh, ooh, for any nationality of why. What what if they what if they had Wonka in the back of every time someone won a ticket, you just see Wonka in the back. <laughs> like Pennywise? And yeah. Now I'm picturing him like always facing away and turning toward the camera like eyebrows. <laughs> like Ooh, I was here in Sada. Yeah, and when he shows up, he just pops out from behind Mrs. Bloop. Hey, baby. 
I wish like he went as Slughorn, but like he just gave himself <gasps> a different look. That would be really cool if it was just him. Like, and then at the end, he's like, "Oh, Slughorn, you mean this Slug?" Because it's all puts- beforehand. Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you do the stage play, that's what you should do. <laughs> Well, we're fucked now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Everybody will go. I, I love, um, as each person goes, I forgot how fast the movie goes by. Mm. Like, it just felt like, oh, let's kill one kid and let's kill another. <laughs> Augustus is there for five seconds. <laughs> and so is Violet. Which do you think is the worst death? Oh, definitely Violet. Vi- oh, the, the yeah, because she'll furnace. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I always wait. No, Violet. Violet No, I'm no Violet's the juicer. Violet and Veruca. Violet and Veruca. I think Violet would be the worst because you're filled with juice. If, if, (laughs) (laughs) if they end up okay, then I think the worst. Like if 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 whatever happens to them is only what we see and like the consequence of that. Mm -hmm. I think I I could not handle being stuck in that pipe. Yeah. That would freak me right out. Yeah, and then you got to fly home in a giant tube. I think I think I agree <laughs> because like with the, you know, you're exploding. Like it's going to be quick. Right. Like you're not even going to realize what's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Then with the like you're you're going into a million parts again, your consciousness is, you know. But right. then you have to go on the tappy puller. But eh, but then uh. well that yeah. But we don't see that happening. It's just based on what we see. Mm. But if I'm stuck in a pipe and I'm like slowly drowning in chocolate. Yeah. I can fall down a little trap door. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, but, but the furnace afterward, if they die from whatever happens to them, the furnace sounds pretty terrible. Well, yeah. what sounds awful to me is still violet because the juice is going through her body. So she feels it going the through her. The juice is loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, OJ is in her body. <laughs> oh, no. No, but like... To have all of that juice going through your veins and f- filling up your body. Well, your oh, body would probably go into shock. All that edema. <laughs> that, she'll <laughs> never get cancer, though, because she's going to be one giant antioxidant. <laughs> oh, but so, now the rest of her body, like, and then when she gets juiced, she's just going to have a loose blue body. <laughs> like, who's ever going to want to be with her? Like, like, oh, let me take off my clothes. She's like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, put them back on. She's like Raggy the Flying Squirrel. (laughs) I was going to say, like, the creature from the very first episode of the new Doctor Who moisturized. Yes. Yes. Except she's blue. (laughs) Well, apparently the girl who played her um, had a real experience because even after they took the makeup off of her on the first day of filming that scene. She was still blue. Well, the it was in her pores, so when she sweated in class, they're like, you're turning blue. And oh. Went, yeah. Interesting. And then... That's 1970s makeup for you, baby. She, she started a show in Boston where she and other <laughs> people drum on some PVC pipes. <laughs> and now it's all over the place. Uh, yeah. So... God, I fucking hate talking about my TV. Oh, wait, we still need to talk about Veruca, her death. Yeah. Because we got that really dark line from Grandpa Jim. <laughs> I love all of his lines about everybody. <laughs> She's a nitwit. <laughs> well, looks like Salt got what he always wanted. Veruca went first. <laughs> and, like, everyone looks at him and he's just looking forward. 
I'm just picturing the revolver he's got in his night table drawer for the day that he decides, well, today's the day. I was going to say, he's just... Let's go, Veruca. Bang, bang. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I want, Veruca? It's grown too terribly. I want my brain scattered across this wall. (laughs) You want to know what a snozberry really is? Bam! <laughs> it's a bullet. Lick off this wallpaper, Wonka. <laughs> uh, this is macabre. What's happening right now? <laughs> but her song, her song was always one of my favorites. Oh yeah. I want the world. I want the whole world. I want to lock it all up in my pocket. It's my bar of chocolate. Give it to me now. I want today. I want tomorrow. I want to wear them like braids in my hair. And I don't want to share them. And she's such a great little actress in this movie. Wasn't Mm. this like the only thing she was ever really in? I think for most of them, it was like, I did this and then pretty much nothing She's probably in like some English movie. Yeah. You know. Daddy, I want it now. (laughs) (laughs) It gets grosser every time you say it. It's the creepiest line in the entire... Of course it is. I do love when she says, uh, when Violet goes, can it, you nitwit? Yeah. I just love how we were watching the factory scene and just like, I remember you saying like, oh, I thought he had a bunch of nuns working for him. <laughs> yes. The women unwrapping the chocolate bars. I have confidence in sunshine. <laughs> well, I'm looking, they're all in like these blue dresses with these blue things. And we used to have in Lemonster, so I grew up in Lemonster, and we used to have this nun who walked around downtown and she had like one of the, basically like a novice nun outfit right. where she had a, a blue skirt and a blue short um, veil and so it looked a lot like that and I was like what are all these nuns doing here? And you're like oh I get it she's off to her job shelling peanuts Yeah Yeah, so I just assumed they were nuns I didn't realize they were factory ladies (laughs) I didn't listen to the minutia at all It seems like very inefficient business practice to just have like humans take apart the nuts (laughs) Right, you don't have some kind of nut machine? (laughs) Or just nut crackers. (laughs) Nut crackers, right. Maybe they do normally have nut crackers. Since the dawn of time, we've been finding other (laughs) things besides people to break apart nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Since the dawn of time, we've all been cracking open the nuts. (laughs) I I love how every Oompa Loompa song that they do for each kid gets creepier and slower as it goes on. Mm-hmm. So when we we're now at Mike TV's death, they die. Let's let's. Well, just we say. never see what happened. They like like I said, we never see them stumbling out mm-hmm. of the you know of the factory. Like maybe they got a little smoke on them. Maybe like they're shaking and they've got like one of right. those reflective blankets around. <laughs> yeah, them. yeah this, we never there's someone see handing that. them a blanket and cocoa. So we're only left with you know. The knowledge that they went to the furnace or the the taffy room or whatever, and they're dead, which is why this is in Shocktober. <laughs> because like H.H. H. Holmes, he has a murder castle. Death house. 
This is a murder castle. I feel like the movie was really limited by the time in which it was made, though, too. There's a lot of stuff that's in the book that you really couldn't do in a way that wouldn't be horrifying if you did. Like, with this technology, if you did the scene where they're walking out of the factory in their morphed forms, it would be horrifying. It would just be like, oh, Lord. It would be worse than being like, oh, they died off camera somewhere. Fine. Right, right. I can forget about them. We're moving on. Well, so... Mike, Mike TV's death scared me the most because, well, as I've talked about on the podcast, I have OCD. I, I've had OCD as a kid. White room, I'm like, yes, it's clean. Mm-hmm. And then... Is it, though? Yeah, and then he gets turned into, like, this bunch of pieces in the fucking air. I'm like, no! <laughs> no. Tainted! Tainted! <laughs> You don't know it's clean. There could be a black light in there, and it's just... <laughs> yeah, you don't know. You don't know what the... Turn off the, the lights. Get up to. Break out the luminol. <laughs> I, so I love at uh, after Mike TV dies, the tour's over, and he's like, oh, yeah, uh, door's up there. <laughs> Which I thought was fine. I'm like, oh, all right, tour's over. There you go. He did say at the beginning you have to go forwards to go back. Yeah, right. so there you go. Say, the end is the beginning. But he also didn't say, you know, you get your chocolate. So what I told you guys, I was going. But what is he going to give you a giant pallet of chocolate before you leave? I guess Springs so. Brings out this gold tray. <laughs> well, the, he, he, honestly, this is up to you to get home. Honestly, he should just give him like a card, like a credit card, like a gold card, and Ooh. you just go to a candy store and you show it. Yeah. But yeah, I love. <laughs> I love. I was going to tell you the office. So I love this office. And apparently, originally, the designer made an actual office with everything normally normal looking. And the director's like, no, it should be a weird eccentric office. Mm. So let's cut everything in half. <laughs> <laughs> and, and David and I were saying that it looks like uh, the like Hildy from Trading Places <laughs> yes. took over. We're going to cut everything in half today. Trading Spaces. Trading spaces. Trading, trading places. places is an Eddie Murphy movie. Who does he trade places with? Dan Aykroyd. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that film now. That's a Christmas movie. Any Hoozle. Uh, I I love what a dick Willy Wonka is when he's like, "You get nothing. Good day, sir. You're crock. You broke the rules. You drank the fizzy lifting drinks and nearly died. But I don't care about that." Yeah, that scene scared the shit out of me, and I don't want to talk about the film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only sad that you didn't die. <laughs> Do you not like that scene at all? <laughs> Do you not like it? Uh, so, I love that the resolution to the entire movie, it feels like they just schlocked it together. Of Because like, in the book, it's like, oh, you're the last one live. Okay, factory's yours. Bye. <laughs> and then this, it's basically like, nope, you get nothing. Here, this candy that you didn't want anyone getting. Here you go. You did it. Congratulations. That's like the last half-assed half. Right, the weird little test there. And what is the, what is the lesson of that test? I was a, a douchebag to you, <laughs> and your allegiance to me was still so strong that you oh, brought man. this back. It's like, that's not something that you should teach people. Even if someone completely disrespects you, you should still hold them in high regard. <laughs> no. The Stockholm Syndrome sunk in right away with him. 
Yeah, it's like, what in the world? I need a boy who will listen to me. Well, that's what you want, right? I mean, he's never really left the yeah. factory, so Stockholm is what he's going for. Yeah. Well, also, he um, he says that I can't give it to an adult. Like, I, I knew I was dying or old or whatever, and I needed to give... <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was dying. I've got leukemia. Like, there's a good bomb to drop on it. I'm dying of a rare form of cocoa <laughs> disorder. I have. Like, I inhaled. Some I have the chocolate bacteria. version of Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> and what? It's like the chocolate touch. Do you remember that oh, book? Oh, I remember that book. <laughs> uh, see, Charlie, I have what they call candy cane cancer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's metastasized. <laughs> My travels have brought their hardships. I've got the candy cane cancer, the chocolate lung. <laughs> I've got a bad, I got a bad case, case of peanut of, brittle bone disease. I have a bad case of the gumdrops. <laughs> And I have got a jawbreaker somewhere in my body. I'm not saying which orifice. I'll just tell you it is incredibly painful. And for some reason, I tried to use a second one to get it out. <laughs> I can't explain it, but now there's two of them in there. Well, I, I pee licorice. <laughs> well, I love, I love how Grandpa Joe does. They don't cut away to Grandpa Joe when he's like, yeah, I, I needed a child to do it because an adult would be like, you know, too responsible. <laughs> they'd they'd care too much and Grandpa hire jo lawyers. And <laughs> Grandpa Joe should have been like, okay, we're leaving now. How do I get out of this glass elevator? Well, it's the choice of line is very weird too because he says an adult would want to do it their way, not my way. And it feels very like... So I'm going to mold It's going to be you because you're going to just keep doing things exactly the same as I do. Versus like in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, they did like make it clear like you're going to be fun and you're going to have an imagination and do yeah. things the cool, fun way. Not you're going to do it my way, kid. My way or the highway. I need somebody that I can force to do whatever the fuck I want. And that's you. <laughs> you know what happened bucket. to the last person? that didn't do what I wanted? Well, do you see all these Zoompa Loompas here? They're not here by accident. <laughs> I put them in an oven on 365. They shrivel down, turn orange, and their hair turns green. Well, you were Except pointing... their eyebrows. Those turn white for whatever reason. <laughs> They're the weirdest looking things in cinema. You were pointing out that you loved how in the original, or the remake, Trailer and Chocolate Factory, how he basically never changes who he is. He's like, can I bring my grandpa and grandma and other grandpa, grandma? And he's like, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. And in this one, he's like, of course, bring everyone. Yeah. And bring your mother. Because <laughs> <laughs> in this one, it's like all of a sudden, it's like all of that crazy guy I just was isn't really who I am. I'm really this normal, nice, soft-spoken guy all of a sudden. <laughs> Versus in the new one, he's like, I'm still really crazy. <laughs> No, parents. I'm gonna bring my parents. No, you're not. That's gross. Don't bring them in here. <laughs> you smell like soap. And so that sort of turns into a cute little final test for him, which is a nicer moral, yeah, right, than blind allegiance. <laughs> you you know what happened to the to the man who got everything he wanted, right, Charlie? Lived happily ever after. Fuck you. No, that's, <laughs> that's my line, bitch. <laughs> 
I, I, I love how that's the moral of the story. Yeah, if you get everything you want, you're going to be happy. No! <laughs> that's not how this works. <laughs> that's not how any of this works. Yeah, when you get what you want, there are times when you're not going to be happy. Right. Don't we all wish we could just open a bar of candy and then our life is set? <laughs> It only ever goes the other way. <laughs> so, yeah, um, as we come to the end of this, how many bagels? I mean, it is a classic, and the music is pretty good. It's very mm. memorable. But as a horror this, movie. Oh, as a, <laughs> oh, as okay. a horror movie. Oh, can we give it two? Are we One looking? is a horror movie, and sure. another is, like, movie movie? Yeah. So as a movie movie, I'm going to give it... You know what? I mean, I'm going to give it 11. Really? Yeah. Okay. And as a horror movie, I'm going to, I mean, we never find out. Like, it ends on the ultimate cliffhanger. We never find out what happens to those children. It does have a bunch of jump scares. I will say that. There are jump scares. Those freaking cutting that chicken's head off. Oh, Ooh, yeah. That's a little graphic for the children's. Well, yeah. even when, when Knives Man shows up, that's a huge jump scare for me. Yeah, and just being able to actually understand the adults. Mm. I'm going to give it a nine. Nine? Yeah. Actually, you know what? No. You know what? I'll give it a seven. David? All right. So what is it? 13 overall is the, is the best? So 13 is the best. Cool. One is shit. So when I was a child, I would have said 13. Loved this movie as a child. Watched it all the time. It was this, The Wizard of Oz and Mary Poppins just constantly playing in my home. (laughs) Um, But now, understanding like depth of story and how freaking weird that adventure room was. um, But the music is still really good. So I would give it 10 as a movie movie. Uh As a scary movie. I don't think it's scary. <laughs> so, like a three. Because <laughs> I'm not bothered by that weird chocolate river thing with the lizards and the chicken head. The chicken head's a little weird. Yeah. But I never had a problem with that scene. And and for Augusta's mom. She gets a solid 13. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She gets all the bagels. <laughs> yeah. Feed that woman some more bagels. <laughs> so, as, as a movie movie, I'm going to go with Nine. I mean, yeah. there's a mm-hmm. lot wrong with the film. Mm. It does not capture the tone correctly <laughs> at all. It's a little true. Yeah, that yeah. It, it has definitely it, a tonal issue. Um, I'd say as a horror movie, there are times as a kid, this scared the shit out of me. This movie did scare me. Mm. So I'd say as a children's horror movie, I th- think probably seven or eight. Mm. Yeah, I think honestly, it's not so much like the the deaths that really scare me now. It's just like how gross. Some of those, right. like the river and that, fa- like one part of the factory where it's just a mess. Yeah. Yeah, for and a like, guy who's supposed to be rich. I just yeah. never thought about any of that stuff. Yeah. And like when they went away, I didn't think like, oh, crap. I was just like, oh, that one's gone. Let's yeah. keep going. <laughs> so. That was a morbid child. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like, there's a quote out there that I forget who says it, but he, um, somebody once said, uh, Kids can handle anything as long as there's Dumb a happy Dumbluth. As long as there's a happy ending at the end. Mm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. They can uh, handle they can I handle can, any manner of like violence and I can handle a really bad massage as long as there's a happy <laughs> ending at the end. 
Gross. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, David. You're welcome. Uh, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, I'm directing A Christmas Story, the musical at Ooh. Theater at the Mound, which goes up the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, wonderful. Super charming. Very good. Anything you want to promote, sweetie? Well, I'd like to promote, um, what did you call it? Uh, the the Fraulein movie? Fat Fraulein. <laughs> Fat Fraulein. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would like to promote that. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, so you can listen to us on all Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud. You can follow us on Twitter at W-R-T-R-B-A-G-E-L-B-S-K-T. Like us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, whatever the fuck you do on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like us on Facebook. And if you have any suggestions, email uh, W-R-I-T-E-R-S-B-A-G-E-L-B-A-S-K-E-T. It's on the website. <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, suggestions are always appreciated. And if you're going to like us on iTunes, please, or Apple Podcast, give us five stars. Um David, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Sweetie, thank you for living here. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for suggestion, the suggesting David. Um, yes. So until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. Bye. This is Kelly Reynolds, and I'm the host of Boobies and Newbies, the podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in a box. Join me for a new episode every Friday as we review romance novels with non-romance readers. From the sweet, loving, fairy tale romances of the Highlands. Who cares about up against the wall by the fruit (laughs) trees? Like, where's the dragon? Inside the belly of a dragon. To the naughty erotic threesomes with Navy SEALs. Sex was a 10. I mean, you cannot get any better than this book. Come okay, on, you guys. Good. Really. We read it all. Check us out at Boobies Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Listen to previous episodes on any podcast streaming platform. You can also support Boobies and Newbies on Patreon.com for lots of bonus booby content and early episode releases. Lils and Patrick are two local musicians from the New England area whose minimal accomplishments have left them thoroughly unqualified to judge bands and artists who have been more successful than they ever could be. And yet, their passion for bad music persists on Jukebox Zeros, the podcast that takes a retrospective look at the worst albums of all time. From The Shags to Attila, from Cyberpunk to Scream, if there's a band that has an album they're ashamed of, Lils and Patrick will be there. Share their love on Jukebox Zeros, now on the Zero Science Network, and wherever podcasts may be found. Movies are bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. I thought it made me sound cool.
It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-host Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even frickin' YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet.